Hey, what's up, man? Not much. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna try to um, try to send this link over. Yeah, that's awesome. That's nuts. Huh? What the heck? So we're we're just testing right now, right? Yeah, we can just do a test. we can just do a test run right now, and then figure out how to do this shit, and then do it, and then do it. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, what the heck? Good. Uh, well, now it's not. Okay, this is so weird. I still, uh, I'm not familiar with this computer's interface, so I'm still, I'm still trying to get used to it. Oh yeah, everything's uh, always nuts. There we go. I'm sending it to them through my phone. Right, oh yeah, you, you, yeah. What? Oh, I just said you can do that. That's all good. Yeah, yeah. So I'm on the computer right now. That seemed to work a lot better the last time because I was going through my switching to the my notes application on my phone for the show notes, and then it was cutting my voice off. So maybe this oh, will work. And then I'll have to let them know that they have to give the website permissions. Everything in life you try to do is a whole thing. It's just a whole fucking thing. Yeah, man. I heard that. <laughs> I don't know. Life is nuts. Ooh, should let you jump in. Okay, we're going to try this out. Hopefully, uh, maybe somebody will pop in here. With the... that, that'll be nuts. So I, guess, I mean, I guess. Shoot. Do you want to start? I mean, how's life? Oh, it's all right. It's all right. Um, I don't know. It's that, like my voice is being weird again. I don't know, man. <laughs> Did you... Excuse me. Oh, did you go to any rock and roll concerts lately or? No, I don't know. I don't know what I did. I just, I worked. I, I, I've been a slave too many days. <laughs> Dang. I heard that. Oh, can you still hear me right? Oh, yeah. I can hear you. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I would just switch to a tab on the internet browser. So I was just checking. Oh, I got you. No, no, you're good. You're good. And so what time do you work tomorrow? You work pretty early, don't you? Oh, yeah, 730. Life is nuts. Please. Gosh. <laughs> I would have done it way earlier if I were you. Ah, uh, I can go to bed like 11, 11.30. It's all good. Damn. Your part, you still got some party animal in you. No, I'm all going to be somewhat nuts. So. <laughs> yeah, the nut. That's nuts thing. That's what it is. Maybe not party yeah. animal. You're just nuts. <laughs> that's some, awesome, dude. That's legendary. Nuts than others. Oh, yeah. That's the truth. Um... Yeah, so I, I sent it. I guess I guess if they hop in. So, uh, Jasmine just purchased a, a a mattress for us. So, cause our our bed was crap, uh, and it was like two hundred and seventy dollars. Damn, it's like half of a fucking paycheck just to sleep comfortably. It's insane. Dude, I know everything is so it's so out of reach. Like, why is why is it like that? Why is everything so expensive? I don't know, man. I hate it. Jeez. And then like you can get a you know, like we 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 always get hotels and motels and shit like 
shit like that. So you can get a hotel for like $90. You can get a hotel room for a night for cheaper than you can to buy a brand new mattress. Dude, that is nuts. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's, that is insane. <laughs> and then we still have to get the, uh, we still have to get the frame. So, cause the bed's just sitting on the floor right now. So we still have to get the frame. The frame is fucking a hundred and a hundred and some odds, a hundred and some change. I don't know, man. That's fucking not every. Yeah. I know. Why? Why is, does life have to be so expensive? That's too nuts. Yeah, we like we don't even pay rent, and we like can't afford a new bed. Still, <laughs> it's like holy shit. Yeah, it's too nuts, man. What? Man, but it's all good. Uh, somebody gave me a a buddy of mine gave me a free computer because I was just at the show, so I. All week, I kept saying, um, give to nature, and nature will give to you, right? So, yeah. I've been using my computer and, like, you know, doing the podcast and trying to just, trying to just do the one great work, trying to wake people up. And, uh, you know, I was at a punk rock show, and I'm like, man, the first half of the class that I'm in, they talk about he runs through the Mac operating system, like iMac computers, and then the last half of the class he runs through the Windows computers. So he, he does it for both operating systems. And I was just getting sad, and I was I was at the show. I was like, man, it just kind of depresses me because I'll never be able to afford a Mac. And my friend, who just happened to be sitting right behind me for some, he was we were we were outside. He was smoking a cigarette, and uh, he was like, dude, I got a I have a just a four year old Mac just sitting in my closet, not doing anything. I'll just give it to you. Just come pick it up. I was like, w- w- what? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. I'm using it to record this the podcast, so that's pretty cool. That's awesome, man. Heck yeah. So how are you doing this? It's just through Spotify or is it through Anchor still? Did they switch it recently? Well, I mean a- Anchor was owned by Spotify, but oh. uh, it's it now the app says Spotify for podcasters, so yeah, uh, I, I guess I I guess they're just – it's just Spotify now, I guess, because they, okay. they, they own Anchor. So, yeah, I don't know. Oh, they, bought, they bought them out or something. <laughs> All these things happen. It's totally – got to use our name. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> oh, I know. Everyone has to have a name. This, this whole – I don't know. This whole thing is too nuts, man. Like, I know, right. but I – I'm so tired of participating in this society. Like, it's way too nuts. Like, I don't know how to handle it. And I don't even want to be like that. But it's like, I don't even know how many more days I can handle this nuts society. Yeah, you can't be like that. That's negative, man. You can't let it get you down. (laughs) But it is tough some days. Yeah. Especially, like, when you're working, like... As work as much as you work, and then you know your your throat starts acting up, and your body starts starts going crazy and getting nuts, and you're like, "What is? I'm just working and doing, like, doing what I'm supposed to be doing for my life, and then all of a sudden your body starts acting up, and then you get health issues." Yeah, it's so nuts. Jeez, that's intense. Yeah, life is nuts. Heck yeah, absolutely. And like, man, I. Uh, I guess that's kind of a different subject. Like a uh, a few weeks after we started doing interviews on our YouTube channel, one of our friends, they also started doing interviews on their channel. <laughs> it was kind of funny. But it was like, I didn't look at it as a negative 
type of thing. I looked at it as like a positive thing. You know, that would, that type of thing would piss a lot of people off. I know personally, they'd be like, "Oh, you're stealing my ideas." You know, like look at all butthurt. <laughs> yeah, but people like, nuts about that stuff. I mean, I get it, but right nuts about that stuff. Yeah, I think shoot, I think it's kind of cool, man. Like maybe I inspired him. I, I mean, I, I don't know if he looks at it that way, but you know, I do. <laughs> maybe I inspired him. So I was thinking right. about doing doing a podcast through Spotify, but it would have to be like, what days would you be available? What would, would you, <laughs> you can be my recurring guests for <laughs> for the show. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe on like Wednesdays or something. I don't know. I don't know if I'll do it actually, but <laughs> yeah, no. The the ad that I recorded, they wanted to, you to be like, um, like tell people why they should start their own podcast. Like it was interesting. So yeah, hmm, that's pretty cool. Well, I actually, oh yeah, I wanted to bring this up tonight on the show. Is that uh. I was so a guy that I've kind of I've been following him. I've, I read it. I ha, we have a couple of his books and he's about to he's about to put out a third book. His, his name's called Jay Dyer. And he just got big enough like him and Jamie Kennedy have been hanging out and doing a podcast together. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, J, who Jamie Kennedy is, right? He did like yeah. the Malibu's Most Wanted. Yeah. yeah. He's, in, he's in Scream, the Scream movie. So they're doing a yeah. podcast together. I'm like, dude, that's fucking awesome. And uh, it was, it reminded me of you and on a podcast was we're always bitching about money. Right. So Jamie Kennedy has been part of Hollywood for, you know, for all these years, basically like he moved there when he was 19 or 18 or 19, he was talking about it on the podcast, but um, he was moving there and he's like, Hollywood's dead, dude. All these people, they're just greedy. There's, it's just Hollywood is filled with like greedy, disgusting people. <laughs> and he and he was saying like this type of format is what most people pay attention to. Like people aren't going to go see movies nowadays because most of them are they're, they're I mean, they're garbage. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And so even he said it, he's been in Hollywood. He's like, these people are just greedy and like podcasting is the way to go. It's the way that's what people are consuming most of the time. That's what any, anyone's always told me is that this is the best form format because, well, it, it really is like one of the last things that we have for like freedom of speech and like, like being able to express yourself any way you want. And that's the truth. Being, yep. Being able to talk about whatever the fuck you want on a podcast. Cause it's not the, I mean, yes, there are some podcasts that are directed towards certain things. I understand that, but I'm saying like, like mm -hmm. mine's all over the place. And I think that's why people like the content because it's like, it's all over the place. And that's amazing. A lot of people don't have, in all over the place life, like right. <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's so true. They like people that have really weird, interesting, crazy lives, and that's why this has worked. Because like, fucking, I just went off. I just, I just told every yeah. little story, and, like, didn't hold back, and that was it. And, yeah, man, podcasting, yeah. no. Great. No, like eventually this thing's gonna blow up. Like it just takes a lot of work, which is which is fine. I'm not mad about that, but I'm just saying, like, um, yeah, you got to build your audience for sure. It, it's unique enough. Yeah, the Spotify audience. I noticed 
that keeps going up. So I'm really happy about that. But heck yeah. And uh, that to go back to the Jamie Kennedy thing, he was he was saying he was struggling. You know, he started as a started as a stand up comedian, and the, he said the first show that he did was great, and he was like, "Oh, this is going to be kind of easy." But then the next five shows, he just totally bombed, and there was like just filled with hecklers, and he was struggling. But he never gave up, and he just kept going. And then he eventually got uh, the Jamie Kennedy experiment on MTV. MTV offered him a, a show. Wow. And, and so that's how he got on TV. And then he started from there, went from TV, and then he got on to the Scream movie. And then it just kept going and building up from there. It was so cool. Oh, hey, welcome. Welcome in, Dennis. Hey, how you doing, Henry? Pretty good. Pretty good. This is our good friend, my very legendary friend, Matt Bennett. He's the host of this hilarious podcast. Hey, Matt. <laughs> hey, what, what's going on? How are you? Not too bad. So what's the gist? What do you guys generally, uh, where are you talking? I'm just I'm sorry to jump in late. Oh, it's okay. Uh, I was oh, talking about uh, how Jamie Kennedy was, he was on a podcast with Jay Dyer. We were talking about him in class a little bit. Jamie Kennedy, who's that? Oh, he's just, he's like, uh, he's just a celebrity. I got he started off as a comedian and he's in like the first Scream movie. Uh, the Wes Craven movie. He's in a movie called uh, Malibu's Most Wanted that everybody knows him for. Okay. And he he also did a documentary about the the comedy world called Heckler, and it's really good. It's got like I think Rosie O'Donnell does a little bit in it. There's a bunch of comedians. Joe Rogan's in it. He does a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So he does kind of. Uh, interesting work but he was he was saying how he started from the bottom and he just kind of built his way up and now hollywood's dead because it's full of uh rich greedy assholes <laughs> yeah hmm. and and uh even he, him and jay dyer were both saying that the the podcast is the way to go why is a podcast better like most people like video you could do youtube and videos and things well i think uh i think just pe- people aren't going to go see the movies now, you know. I think people are ho- hopefully waking up to like, you know, it's just like like for the, the new Star Wars movies, for example, it's not really relatable. And the main character that the chick Ray in the new Star Wars movies, she just has like ungodly powers from nowhere, and it doesn't really show where she got these powers, like it did in the original Star Wars films, where it was showing the the hero's journey. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like i kind of you know like podcasts and whatnot it engages your imagination more like reading a book right you have to think more imagine more instead of just seeing all the oh screen. yeah never no, thought of it like that people need to get back to engaging their imaginations and thinking more all the pesticides and the food and chemtrails gmo shit it's just kind of dumbs the brain <laughs> down <laughs> hell yeah i heard that yeah you're right Exercise for the brain, right? You have to visualize something, concentrate a little bit, think about it. <clears throat> yep. Mm-hmm. Still being best lost to me. <laughs> Absolutely, and that's the best way to stay sane too. With uh, all this stuff that's been going around, going Man, on. That's for sure. <laughs> so, uh, just to introduce Matt a little bit, he uh, he wrote a book that we we did a, a book review on our YouTube channel. Both of his books. One's called the Drifter Diaries, where he just kind of just tells awesome stories about 
traveling and do you want to talk about that matt yeah you got it man um i mean it's basically just being a drifter around the united states and uh like different adventures and stuff like that so there i don't know i wrote a couple like short little books they're like i don't know i want to say 50 60 pages tops not very long but they're like ebooks for like kindle um and they're like 99 cents i kept them really cheap so um it's out there but every once in a while someone buys one i don't know <laughs> heck yeah and uh speaking of dennis just uh he he's sending me one a copy of his book and we're gonna do a review of it on the channel yeah i just mailed it out today yes i'm excited i i love it <laughs> yeah it's called the unveiling the story of open contact the whole uap ufo phenomenon seems to be in the news these days more so right yeah, most definitely. I I don't think we ever talked about that, Matt. What do you think about aliens and and that stuff? Well, I mean, we're not the only beings, you know. That I mean, human humans are so arrogant to say stuff like that, but there's <laughs> there, there's definitely other species of other types of beings out there. Like, why wouldn't there be? So I don't know. That's where, right. that's where I stand. But I could agree with that. Oh, definitely. There's something out there. Whatever the more the deeper question to me is, and what my book tries to dramatize is who if there's a creator, you know, these creator the creator, God, whatever you want to call it, created mm -hmm. these other intelligences, ETs, uh, other consciousness, as well as humans, right? That would be my logical conclusion. Cause I, you know, I believe there's some sort of God, but that you never get that idea in movies and they never really talk about that or show it, right? Star Trek, it's over. It's a right. highly evolved being with some mental powers you can't understand, like Q on Star Trek, snap his fingers and do anything you can imagine God could do. Or uh, <laughs> or it's uh, like that Apollo episode. There's uh, one where Captain Kirk defeated the Greek god Apollo. He had some advanced technology that made him seem like a god. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a common Star Trek. You don't watch Star Trek? No, I'm not familiar with it. No, I know it. I know it, but I wasn't. I admit I was not a huge fan, but I do know. I know all about it. Yes. <laughs> I want to watch that Apollo episode now. That sounds cool. Who mourns for Adonis is the name of the episode. I just remembered. Okay. Who mourns Probably for find it on oh. YouTube or something. I put all my notes away, all my notebooks. I was working on the notes for the uh, Matrix presentation coming up, dude. I'm so excited, Matt, that you're coming. That's yeah. I'm coming to South yes. Bend, man. Got the dates off. Uh, and then we'll, 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 uh, I guess we'll kind of do a record. We'll record another sort of, uh, interview, I guess. We'll just, just like the way we do this, we'll just record, hit record and see what comes out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. I'm excited. Well, yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say that's, that's the subconscious subliminal messages. Evolution explains everything. There's no God and we're basically God evolved into gods. Wouldn't you say? I, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I haven't seen one science fiction show yet or, or book even that really dramatizes the fact that there's some sort of mysterious creator doing something with all these different beings, humans, angels, mm. demons, whatever you want to call it. There's some grand, great narrative that uh, no one's really hinted at yet or been able to pull it. Well, the, the establishment wants you to believe basically evolution explains everything. They push that in uh, high school <laughs> stuff and university, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. Right. Lots of evidence against it. But if you say that, they censor you and you you don't get your funding and all kinds of shit, right? <clears throat> yeah. 
Yeah, and everybody always thinks evolution is all about uh, the survival of the fittest. But even, like, I, didn't Noam Chomsky come up with that idea? That's. I think, yeah, I think you're right, man. Wasn't he that one that wrote about, uh, like, survival of the fittest? And then he, he even came out later in his life and said that he disagreed with that idea. But a lot of people... They hold that to their values, survival. Oh, yeah, it's just survival of the fit. You know, I used to work with a lot of construction workers. Who, you know, well, that, very, came, get, that came from <laughs> Charles Darwin popularized that notion. In oh, Charles Darwin. Oh. The origin of species. Yeah, in 1859, Darwin. He didn't think it up from new. It was a, an idea that had been around for a long time. He just sort of was uh, funded, I say, by the establishment and the those who could really control oh. the world to popularize the idea because he partially believed it, but he knew he admitted uh, if you can't find evidence for macro evolution specifically change from one species into another, then his theory was bullshit. The micro evolution, that's just hmm. change within a species. That's provable, right? We can breed any kind of dog we want, right? But you can't, yeah. breed, you can't breed cats from dogs. That's what macro evolution is. That's imagination. That's what they want you to believe. But it, there's no no evidence for mm. it in the false record. But the establishment suppresses that. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I bet all the answers are uh, locked at a vault at the at the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> right. Somebody. <laughs> they, that reminds me of um, the movie Angels and Demons, where Tom Hanks went to the Vatican and. Uh, he was, you know, he was a he was a journalist trying to discover a, a murderer, a, a dark occultist murderer, and he went into the archives and he was guarded by like a, a a military man with a fully automatic rifle that has fifty rounds in it in the like per clip. <laughs> it was funny. It was a funny scene. Yeah, no that, doubt. There's a small number of. People or rich trillionaires who got the the whole blueprint in the story and the narratives from history, right? Oh yeah, yep. That's what that's what we talk about that on this podcast a lot, actually. <laughs> the elites, you know. The elites, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you like uh, history and chronology, Jason Brashears from Archaics.com goes a lot into that stuff. Deep history, the Anunnaki, and all that. He's got a different nice. take on it than most. Have you heard of this fellow? Uh, I mean, I, I've heard of archaics from class when you, whenever you talk about it. <laughs> How about you, Matt? No, I have not, honestly. Yeah, archaics.com. A-R-C-H-A-I-X.com. He's got tons of videos and information. He spent 26 years in Texas prison just pursuing Whoa. this fascination of reading old history and chronology and books and Figuring this stuff out, you know, he didn't have to work or have a wife or kids and stuff. So most of his time <laughs> is just absorbed in his fascination of researching this stuff. In the prison system, they had lots of books from the 1800s that went into all this stuff, right? He doesn't trust wow. anything, he doesn't trust anything oh. on the internet because it's digital. It's too easy to censor or manipulate change, right? Oh, so yeah. he got all his original information from books in the 1800s. Where there, where this stuff was well, kind of well-known and... The public kind of knew it, but it's been censored and dumbed out of people and hidden. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I got. I definitely got to check that website out. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, most definitely. Holy cow, that reminds me of the scene in uh, Shawshank Redemption where he was trying to get he 
the library in the prison only had like they, it was like a ridiculous amount of books. They had like twelve books or something like that. And then he tried to get more books in in for the prison, and they were giving him static. They were like trying to go against him, like, and then. You know, they use the excuse, oh, prisoners aren't even going to read it anyways. That's what they're saying. But he ended up, you know, if you've seen that movie, he ends up, he does end up getting some, a good amount of books in there. <laughs> but it's yeah, like, it's you know, of, of course the warden, the authority figure is like, no, we don't need those books in here in this prison. We need... <laughs> <laughs> Wild. The prison industry is just a whole nother different form of of slavery that and that i don't think people realize it or i don't think people care really actually about <laughs> well it's a, a microcosm of our daily life we're just imprisoned in a, uh, a less obvious manner. wow yeah that's so profound. so true on that yeah we're in a covert prison versus an actual prison is more overt but uh similar in a lot of ways you got rulers controllers limitations what you can do but Jason Bashir talks about whatever you know is available in the real world is available there. You know, where it be drugs or sex or whatever you want, you can you get it there, right? In the mm -hmm. prison system, it's just more violent there and more obviously controlled, but it's a microcosm of real life, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> you can bribe the guards and get get whatever the hell you want, you know? Right. <laughs> wow, that's deep right there. <laughs> Man, this is cool. Uh, so we've never done this before. I'm like shocked at how easy. Yeah, and to be honest, I, I, I feel like it's going really well too. So we can probably just publish this one. To be honest, because like, oh yeah, it, it's really going well. Like this is crazy with more than two people. It's just interesting. Um, but it, this will be cool to post just to show like it might encourage more people to want to be on it too. So I don't know, like, yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I would love to, like, man, just get a whole bunch of people in here, a whole bunch of great minds. Yeah, that would, that would be cool. And just, like, everybody just sharing their perspective and what they know and stuff. It would be really awesome. Like, cause yeah. it's not, I mean, we're, like, 26 minutes in, and it's just, like, it just flowed. Like, there was – we just, like, topics came up, and it was just, like, it was nice. Like, yeah. Yes. That's the way to do it. Cool. What do you what do you generally do after you sort of edit it after one's done and then post it? I mean, I really don't edit much. I'll be honest. Like, I really just post. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I love that though because it reminds me of uh, there's this YouTuber. He goes by the name of The Illusion, and he was on a TV show called Tosh Point before on Comedy Central. Yeah. He, he still does his YouTube thing. Like it's it's and he does it raw. I was just watching uh, an interview that he did with a skateboarder. And if you if you watch our YouTube channel, you can find a lot of ins inspiration. Like <laughs> the illusion ins inspires us over here a lot. Yeah, I think I think life is just an illusion. Oh yeah, yeah. one of his one of his sayings is uh, he's got a couple like he makes shirts and stuff. He's got one shirt that says "The illusion is president," and then one of my favorite. One one of my favorite quotes of his is that uh, the secret to perfection is imperfection. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I love that. Now, in the, in the class Dennis and I are in, one of the tenants is uh, – here, I got the notes right here. One of the tenants is oh, – what was it? Uh, tenant number – tenant number nine, perfection is the enemy of good. 
And then under that, I wrote the C- I wrote uh, the illusion quote. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no perfection. It's just uh, keeps you down to trying to be perfect, you know. Yeah, exactly. And that's we were talking about the religion of money uh, on. I think it was one of the episodes. I think it was on the last episode. We were talking about how money actually like kind of holds you back, but a lot of people don't think about it. And the way like like let's say if you're trying to build a car and you have all the tires and you have most of the engine parts, but you just don't have a fuel pump, then in that case, money's going to hold you back if you think of it in that in that sense. Yeah, you're right. I think it, it does inhibit and restrict and ju- it just controls and keeps you in that scarcity mindset. You never know if yep. you'll have enough. You can save, save for retirement, but inflation and various things can wipe you out and you're always in this fear state. It's just what they use to manipulate and control you, keep you down and keep you in fear states and scarcity and uh, control. You know? Yeah, the fears. You Actually, I was gonna, that's a great, I think that's why we have a hard time getting people on here. It's because of the, the fear of like people don't want to talk on the internet it's like ooh, anything i say is going to be there for permanent forever like what yeah you're right people are weird (laughs) people are weird about that that's for sure like and i'm like no i'm so glad my crazy stories are going to be up here forever like i have like the opposite attitude it's like no because i don't understand those i guess the majority that just like uh, yeah, the, they're always so worried about, like, even this one guy, we did a, a New Year's Eve one, and it escalated into some crazy stuff. And I, I even, after I took it down, a couple people were like, oh, man, you had to take that one down because this other crazy guy made me take it down. And it was just like, I don't know, it's just like people just are nuts. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people just don't understand everything's recorded anyway everyone go on the internet yeah email nsa's got backdoors into your computer every cell phone call you make is being recorded and monitored so it's Mm -hmm. just you're already you're already well known you're already you're just a private voice you know to the government or public voice and the the public see you as well as the government that's so true you're so right about that yeah yeah, don't type in uh, C- how to make a C4 bomb in the Google search bar. You might get, <laughs> you might get tagged. I don't know what people are afraid of, right? I mean, you're afraid you say something bad about Biden or the government's going to come get you. Well, they, they see it anyway, right? But if you say it publicly and you get popular, <laughs> well, maybe they might you might be more of a target. But you know, with what's going on in the world, well, pretty much targets anyway, right? Yeah, so true. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what I can't believe how much they put in um, the Snowden movie. There was like, I forget who made that movie, but it was like, you know, a big name like Michael Bay or somebody. Actually, I'll look it up. Uh, Oliver Stone, I think it was, who made the Snowden movie. And it's like, man, he's still not allowed to come back to his own country just for, you know, saying, hey, the NSA is looking at all your conversations and, and keeping in them in a database somewhere. And he's like, and like people still don't want to wake up. It's so bizarre. I just don't understand. Well, decades of conditioning, right? Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah so it's true. true. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> well, that's how they do the communist takeover: is they uh, change the education system, that Prussian model of just. 
fear of the authority figure, punishment if you don't, you're going to get a bad grade. They don't really teach you how to, the trivia process, as Mark Crasio says. Yes. Take the information in, analyze it, see the pros and the cons, separate the fact from the fiction, make an analysis. They don't want you, that the system doesn't teach you that. They just tell <laughs> you what to think, right? Yeah, they don't teach you how to think. Nope. And they teach no. the one-sided, right? Evolution explains everything. Here's the biological. They spin it. Here's the biological data. Here's the fossils. It's all bullshit. There's always another way to look at it. They don't show you the other side. They cherry pick the data, give you their spin, and now you, you'll fail your test if you don't regurgitate it. That's all. It's just a documentary. Yes. Yeah. I mean, most people don't even remember, you know, grade school and, and high school, even college after they do it because it's just regurgitation of information that goes in one ear and out the other anyways. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I always remember, I always remember uh, being from public education, like, uh, like if somebody, like if there was a math problem, like John has seven apples and he needs three oranges. How many, you know, like one of those arbitrary dumb story problems the kid who always asks, well, why does he need pineapples? You know, like to take it from a philosophical point of view that I remember that kid always got punished. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of sad, but he's like, you know, but, but just crazy that we live in a system that's just like, it makes you smart enough to just like slave away at a job. And like, that's, that's insane. Like, it's just like, right. This is like the the allegory of the Shaw, Shawshank, you know. Don't bring the books in here; they might they might learn something. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, nobody nobody's allowed to get smart. Like, holy cow! What a world! <laughs> Gosh, so insane, man. I had something else I was thinking of, but I lost it. Oh yeah, so uh, one of the episodes I was. I was telling Matt about how I, I play a lot of music in my area, but I haven't played a show in my own hometown in about it's, it's been like seven, eight years, maybe even longer than that. And I actually said that quote at one of the shows. I said, uh, stop teaching your children what to think and start teaching them how to think. And that, that was like one of my last shows that I played in town. That's <laughs> funny, man. It's wild. <laughs> they, Cancel culture is real, dude. <laughs> and they don't want you to get too creative. They don't emphasize the arts, you know, creative writing or artistry, you know, university program for painting or something. It's just because creativity can inspire independent creative thought, right? Absolutely. Yep. The so-called scientists, they just tell you, here's the camera, here's the chemistry table periodic table of elements they don't tell you how how do you know that for sure how do you know a molecule exists show us the process you discern this right they want you to, want you to learn how to think right <laughs> those those right. questions are too deep for them <laughs> just trust us they just want to indoctrinate you to just trust the authority figure believe whatever they say the state becomes mommy and daddy and you don't you don't just trust your mommy and daddy they love you they want they got your best interests at heart it's just all indoctrination process Mm-hmm. And I, man, there's like, like, I know a couple libertarians that I, I'll tell that I'm like, the, the, the state is, I forget, um, the government would be daddy and then the state would be mom, right? Is that? Yeah, that's why that, there's two political that's what you parties. Meant by that? Right, yeah, exactly. 
the one the one side is more like the male action oriented and we're going to keep you safe and tough on crime and have a good military and the right side or the other side is typically social programs we're going to take care of you. that's the mommy side and uh yeah you see yep. people um, realize there's a psychological transference to, to, the, to the state you start seeing as mom and dad to take care of you and keep you safe yeah it's back to that proxy family and I've explained this to him and he's still like, Oh, I'm a libert I'm a libertarian. Like <laughs> I'm like, okay, so you, you don't want father to be involved. Just uh, like you only want father to be involved when shit gets real. Like that's what, <laughs> that's basically what the libertarian party wants. Like <laughs> we want, we want freedom, but uh, we still need a standing military because we're irresponsible <laughs> so <laughs> to, to keep people safe from being robbed and stolen from we're going to give a certain amount of people the right to rob and steal <laughs> it's like uh what yeah I, I know you're saying no it's like everything's like in the system is like set up to go some stupid way in the first place it's just like i don't know it's it's hopeless <laughs> i'm reading yeah. the book. mark mark Pascal recommended this book uh None dare call it a conspiracy. And I'm uh, reading that right now. Talks about the, the long game, 100-year plan to bring in a one-world government, a new world order, and the manipulations behind the scenes, the financial manipulations, the wars they start, World War One, World War II. Dang. And uh, the third one they're trying to foment now uh, seems... The script calls for ultimately trying to get the Muslim nations fighting against the so-called Christian nations over uh, Jerusalem, Israel. They scripted that in the Bible, and they're trying to bring it about. But a lot of mind programming on that, so people just sort of it conditions your mind to think, "Well, this is what God has predicted. We can't stop it." <laughs> wow! And, and a lot of people say that stuff. Yeah. Damn. Like that, a lot of people are like, "These yeah. are the times of Jesus or whatever," and it's like <laughs> that just Holy that cow. just blew me away. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah and yeah no that oh that br makes me want to bring up these uh matrix notes because um uh there's a lot of Chris christian imagery in in that movie right there's a lot of christian symbolism and oh, yeah. there's also in the movie have you seen midsummer actually have you guys seen midsummer i think i've asked matt before but nope Oh, so in the movie Midsummer, there's a character named Christian and within, I'm not really spoiling it. So within like the first 15 minutes of the movie, this chick gets uh, traumatized and um, her boyfriend Christian is basically like telling her to ignore it and like, <laughs> like, don't pay attention to like, you know, just come with me, come hang out, come have fun, live your life. Like you're doing all the correct things. And it's like... I, po I pointed out the allegory to somebody who's like a big God-fearing man, and I, I think it just went right over his head. <laughs> well, your average person just can't really go to the depths of the evil that these people uh, who run these psychopaths run in the world. The way they think, your average person, you're happy if you got you know family and some good friends, and you got food in your table, and uh, mm -hmm. you know. You've got some entertainment and some things to football, whatever your passions are for, for entertainment and having some fun. And that's it. You can't conceive that there's a long-term, long-term plan to bring in worldwide COVID union, basically, and 
world communist state, brutal. It's happened before in history, but it can't happen. United States and Canada or the Western world. No, no, no. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's what that's solipsism. That's the philosophy of solipsism right there, which is the, the quality of being very self-centered or selfish. And you right. try, to, try to point it out and they're like, oh, no, that's not. No, I feel like people are the most selfish, like right now. Like, and I've seen it in other people's videos too. They say like people are like beyond selfish and stuff right now. Like, it's it's just ridiculous. And the entitlement thing too. But oh yeah, there's a well, lot of new age new age bullshit going around. Well, there's so much complicated advanced psyops going on. I understand people get frustrated. And they just even if you're investigating it, it's just a convoluted web. You're never going to understand it all. But you can understand enough to get the broad picture of what's going on. Read some David Icke books. You know, he's been doing this 30 years. Oh, see, yeah. Once you see the brand, the, the grand, great overall narrative, things that seem to happen randomly, you, you start to understand that they're being manipulated to bring you to the ultimate uh, Soviet Union state, right? Ooh, yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So it's, it's mainly ignorance, right? Because <laughs> people haven't been taught how to think, how to investigate, research, figure it out. So it's mainly ignorance. And, mm -hmm. and laziness, you're busy with other things and lack of lack of beliefs that there could be such evil people in the world. Apathy, complacency, these things all factor in. Plus, they've been dumbing people down for decades, right? Heck yeah. That's true. Yeah. And to reference Mark Passio uh, yet again, <laughs> um, it's just like the way he, he doesn't even say ignorance. He pronounces it ignorance. Yeah, well, there's that too, right? You get a lot of that. They're conditioned to yep. cognitive dissonance sets in. It creates this pain in your mind about something you believe so deeply. You don't want to admit you've been deceived, lied to, bought the bullshit. It causes psychological pain, so you just run away. That That's your thing. I don't want to hear that crazy conspiracy. Keep <laughs> that to yourself. Rather than oh, admit, yeah. I've been a stupid fool, and I, I bought all the bullshit. And I've been too lazy to research it and figure it out. A lot of people doing work like this. Mm -hmm. You open-minded, start with David Icke. He's the best-known conspiracy theorist in the world. You see it all happening. Once you're done with his books, you have a good overall plan of understanding of the general overall plan, but uh, what to do about it, people have to figure that out for themselves. I say go local. I use cash wherever I can. Liaising, mm -hmm. liaisoning with people in my local community, buy local. That's some practice. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's good. Good some grassroots solutions right there that's awesome and get out of the central bank system if you can central bank digital currencies that's just the ultimate control social credit always follows with that bitcoin is a decentralized type crypto currency digital currency a lot of people are afraid of it. they don't understand they're going to use bitcoin to control you no you're already controlled by your central bank <laughs> digital currency <laughs> yeah <laughs> right have you ever tried Holy to God. use your visa and you've been Sometimes the visa, oh, we're trying to keep you safe from that because that's a fraudulent business. Or oh something. my gosh, yeah, you're already controlled, you've already got a social, social credit system, and they're going to punish you for making a bad purchase. That's your business, right? If you want to be frauded <laughs> or make a poor purchase, you should be allowed to do that. But no, the big, big mommy and daddy are going to keep you safe, they shut you down. You can't, you can't make certain purchases, right? So, a central bank digital currency, controlled currency, and they're just going to make it far worse if. What they roll out their central bank digital currencies. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> yep. All about control.
But decentralized currencies like Bitcoin are totally in your control. They're in your self-custody wallet, your cold storage. I can make hmm. a poor purchase with it if I want. If I let myself be defrauded, there's nobody there watching or can stop it. It's totally in your control. So oh, you, you got frauded. Learn a lesson. Be smarter. But no, they just condition people to just trust the system, trust the government. Hmm. Yeah, because they're always looking out for us. Oh, sure. Jab you up to keep you safe, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Get the sauce. Trust the science. Get the sauce. (laughs) Windows down, masks up. Oh, man. Man, you you just unloaded a lot of information. I kept thinking of stuff to say that... (laughs) <laughs> to add on to it, but I, I just, I just keep you like uh, the Matrix. <laughs> the Matrix is my all-time favorite series. The first one was the best. I've watched that one a lot, a lot of times. Right, the rest weren't as good, but the, the originals are usually the best. Right, yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, that's so much. That's how it always is. Literal <laughs> stuff there, like reality is like literally a simulation. Jason Brashears of Archaics.com. He's a simulationist, and he goes into deep study of chronology and history, and showing you that things have happened in history according to the book history, the true history books. That couldn't couldn't be uh, it couldn't be it happened naturally organically. It's got to be a simulated reality or a manipulated reality itself at some level, like literally a matrix, right? But also the allegory, okay. the the allegory of the matrix is the control system. You know, Agent Smith represents the government, the enforcers, the police. Mm-hmm. You know, the right, right, right. The order followers. Right. The order followers that'll uh you know and they're willing to uh they're willing to put bugs inside of your body just to you know just to get a little Track bit of you. information yeah yeah <laughs> that represents the tracking that they've got on your phone and everywhere you go your internet you know your mm-hmm. everything you buy yeah there's so many allegories and metaphors in the matrix yeah oh yeah and then and then they pull the bug they pull the bug out of his guts right and mark yeah. Cassio is always talking about we need the heart mind and then the guts, that's the most important part. Start putting the stuff into action. Yeah. Get that thing out of you. It's painful, whatever. It, it was a little oh, bit yeah. painful, uh, but get it out of you. They can't track you or become your own independent action oriented person. Yeah. Heck yeah. I talk about the Matrix theme and Jason Bashirs and all this stuff on my Substack. Are you on Substack there, Henry? Matt? Uh, not quite no. yet. I've heard a lot about Substack, though. It's for writers, the social media for writers, for people who can concentrate a little bit more and read something, right? Instead of just a 150 character max Twitter blurb. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I like that. That's no, that's great. Yeah. What was it called again? I need to write that down. Uh, Substack.com. Substack.com. All right. Substack. I'm writing that one down. Yeah, that might be a good outlet for you too, Matt. Yeah. You know, my main website is the red pill of truth.com, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I made a, I, I made a subdomain on Substack. So you can just go put in the red pill of truth.substack.com. Awesome. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Sweet. I have a lot of homework, a lot of homework to do this week. But I also, there's a punk rock show Friday. I got to practice for I got to keep my guitar chops up. <laughs> Yeah, I, I started thinking of I kept thinking of topics and then I started I kept brain farting. 
That's all good. I'm releasing my fiction book on Substack as well, one chapter at a time. I'm up to chapter six, giving my commentary on the whole okay. UAP you the, phenomenon. The, the fiction book? Fiction book. It's called The Unveiling. I'm, it's uh, up to chapter six, releasing it on Substack. Oh, okay. So your does is your book the one that starts with like it's uh it's five five fifty three in the morning or something like that? I think so. The D, he's reading on the DVD player. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I started yeah. I started it last night actually when I was chilling in bed. On that Substack too, I did a, a Mark Passio one. Did you read that one? Oh, I guess you didn't. You haven't checked it out. No, I will check it out this week for sure. On the right-hand side of the Substack, it shows you my most popular uh, Substacks. The one about Archaics is at the top, and then there's also the Mark Nassio one is on that list. You'll see it easily. Okay, awesome. I look that's forward the, to it. That's the one where I put that song, The Warriors. We are Warriors. Oh, that's from the movie? Oh, it's a, it's a song. Oh, okay. We are the it's, Warriors. In, it's in my Mark Nassio uh, parable on the Substack. You'll see it in blue. You just click on it, and it takes you to YouTube and starts singing that. Because uh, I do a little substack. I do short stories. It's called Right Farm, a parable publishing. So I just do little short stories with a spiritual point. Uh, there are images Ooh. of truth. I, I talk about Mark Passoi fighting on a castle against my former friends trying to take us out. <laughs> that sounds awesome. And, and you click on it, and it starts me, show me and Mark on the top singing, We are warriors. It's, it's a good song. You got you to listen to it. Hell yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to check that out now. Damn. <laughs> I love short stories. Like, I'm a huge fan of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. He's one of my yeah. favorites. Not too familiar with that fella. Yeah, oh, really? Man. Sorry, man. I don't know. <laughs> he, he, um, yeah. Well, have you ever heard of Cthulhu? No. No, honestly. Oh, Cthulhu's like, a, it's an octopus deity. It's been in a lot of movies. Uh, there was like a um, the chick from Twilight was in a movie that was like people call it Lovecraftian uh, underwater, I think it was called. Like basically, when there's any when there's a, a ginormous creature that our brains can't even can't even fathom that has a bunch of tentacles, it's usually Cthulhu. Or it's uh, they call it there's a genre it's called like a Lovecraftian type of creature. Oh. He's got a one of a, one of Cthulhu is probably his most well known short story, but he also has a, another one called um, oh crap, what is it called? It's like it's basically just uh, it's a short story about a wanderer. He goes to a town and he finds out that everybody in the town is like fish people. <laughs> They're like a cult that worships Cthulhu. That all these fish people worship Cthulhu. It's like there's some good allegory in it. <laughs> uh -huh, that's cool. Yeah. Like the reptilians, <laughs> like Alex. Oh Jones. yeah, they're nuts. <laughs> they, the reptilians. Those the, those species are nuts. Right, and I think I don't think when he well he doesn't refer to them as reptilians now anymore because now he supports the jab and he he's he's a huge Trump supporter now. But when he referred to the reptilians, in my opinion, it was he was referring to them living in the reptilian complex of their brain or the R complex of the brain, which is based on survival. It's like, give me, it's the ego, basically. Give me food, give me sex, give me, give me drink, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the R complex of the brain. So I, I think that like goes over a lot of people's heads. They think 
<laughs> they think that like the president's an actual fucking lizard person. <laughs> Yeah, there's lots of allegory and interesting messages. Like the Star Trek classic episode with Kirk, there was one where this entity uh, took over the Enterprise and stuck some Klingons on the Enterprise Oh, in a perpetual war back and forth. This entity would um, <laughs> stimulate wars between the Klingons and, and, and the captain and uh, manipulate their memories. Chekhov at one, thought, one point thought he had a brother and the Klingons killed his brother and he wanted revenge, but Kling Whoa. never actually had a brother. The alien was able to manipulate your mind and your memories. And then, so when they would battle and they would they use swords and they would, instead of phasers, because they wanted to, the alien would resurrect you, right? If you kill somebody, they would just come back to, come back to life and continue the fighting. They just, the entity huh. lived off the negative energy of the fights and the battles, right? Wow. Subtle message, right? So Kirk figures this out and he, he's able to convince convince Kang, he's the Klingon leader, that they're just aliens using us. We're just going to be, the Enterprise is being flung flung out into deep space and we'll be battling each other for, forever. You know, Whoa. This entity. We got to realize believe them, do that, they? stop that, stop the fighting. And they did. Kang was convinced eventually. And then, then, and then they started laughing at the alien. And the alien lost wow. his power. Even got joyful laughing at the alien and it lost its power and it went away. So that's like the oh, rulers of this world. That is intense. Feeding off the energy of our negativity. Yes, sir. And the resurrection idea that could be just that's just reincarnating, probably. I think I do believe in that. So they the rulers of the world who realize they can just keep you perpetually in this world of reincarnating forever fighting if you don't overcome that and learn to see the lies and wow. be, happy, be happy. Laugh at them. <laughs> yeah, like the Mark Passy again. Mark Passy talks about the allegory of Harry Potter. There's a scene in Harry Potter where they have to, they the they walk up to a mirror and the mirror uh, comes come it digs into their subconscious and comes up with like the thing they fear the most. And the teacher, uh, the the not sorcerer. I want. I'm going to say the wizard. The teacher. The wizard teacher is like you just have to laugh at it and it will go away. That's really deep. I have chills. Wow. And 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 and, and uh, the Matrix had that theme too. Humans are being used as batteries and energy source for the evil right. and the machines. The mm -hmm. architect and the Agent Smiths and all of them. The machines yeah, living off humans. We were misery. We're no longer we're no longer born. We are grown to harness exactly. our energy, turn us into uh, energizer. <laughs> I think combine that Matrix theme idea with another Star Trek episode called Spock's Brain. Classic Star oh. Trek episode is really and stupid, but it, it had an interesting point, right? These aliens, mm -hmm. women, they're a matriarchy class of women who could put on this device on your head and she became super smart and she she took Spock's brain because he cut his, cut his head open, took, took his brain because they knew his brain was unique and could fuel their entire complex. And they put Dang. his brain, brain into this machine, AI sort of machine. And Spock just naturally, like, like uh, you know, you're, you're, he didn't have to think about it. But his, his brain was able to run their entire complex. Huh. Feeding off his intelligence, his thinking, his energy to run the entire complex. But they were when Kirk went and figured wow. this out. But the, the woman was stupid again. She didn't understand what she's talking about. And then Kirk figured it out, put the thing on her head, and she refused to cooperate. So he put the device on Dr. McCoy's head, and he was able to take Spock's brain out of the machine and put it back in by surgery into Spock's brain. And 
like it's kind of a dumb episode, but it sent <laughs> it, it it was it was humorous, kind of funny, but it sends that message that not only living off our negative energy and whatnot, but our our thoughts can somehow generate this entire simulated matrix reality for for the evildoers. Wow. Ultimately, evil ETs, demons, whatever you want to call them, are uh, manufacturing this simulated reality, as David Ike would say. Right. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Matrix theme, David Icke and Mark <clears throat> Yeah, you gotta watch out for them energy vampires. It's it's just like how uh, Hollywood will, you know, Hollywood will chew, chew you up and spit you out. And as soon as you start waking up and coming coming to terms, so to speak, they'll uh, you know, they'll kill you if you're 27. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean, man. That's. It, it, if you're over 27, they'll just, uh, you know, they'll do it in a more covert way. They'll just give you cancer or something like that. And... Right. <laughs> right. That's what they did to Bob Marley. I think, uh, how old was Bob Marley when he died? I'll look it up real quick. But yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, he had a weird death too. Yeah, Mark, Mark Devlin talks about that in his book and i want i definitely want to get a hard copy of that book he was 36 when he died oh wow he died on uh may 11th too so that's right around uh may 11th that's like that's right around may day which is their uh valpurgis knocked yeah may 1st which is uh to go back to the allegory of midsummer that's uh that whole movie is based on uh may day Okay. Yeah, and Vol Purchase Knocked is the it's the like that's the it's like the day they make the sacrifice. There's usually a a, a huge sacrifice. Uh like um Well no, September eleventh was in that was half way after May. <laughs> Brain farting. Too many like I'm just, especially whenever I go on a podcast or I just, there's so many topics that I want to talk about that I, I feel like I always miss something. <laughs> but that's all good. How late are you wanting to go on for, Matt? I know you got, you got to work in the morning. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We're at almost an hour right now. I, I mean, if you want to go a little longer, that's fine. If not, that's fine too. So I don't know. How long have you been doing this? What's that? How long have you been doing podcasts? Um, since I honestly started March of 2020, so it's been I'm on my fourth year right now. So it, it's I have over, over ten thousand plays. It, it's podcasting is like the new art form. Like everybody loves it. Like I feel like people go to podcasts. Like I mean, obviously, people still are going to watch stuff other stuff right. on YouTube and music and, and and I do too, but I feel like a lot of people like go for podcasts first these days. It's different mm-hmm. than it used to be. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Mind, mind a little bit more, your imagination a little more. Plus, you can do it while you're cleaning or other things, right? You don't have to feel obligated to look at a screen. Exactly. Yeah, yeah and, and you don't need, like, all this equipment. I mean, at the most, if you want it to be, like, super whatever, like, professional or whatever that word <laughs> even means. But, um, yeah, I get a microphone. But, I mean, you really – I mean, it, it, it still sound like, this will sound crisp and clear, like, just coming from my phone. Like, it's awesome. So, yeah. And yeah, definitely, definitely the imagination thing, and like using, like it's something to use your brain for sure, for sure. Dennis, like you're saying, like yeah, it's it's so true. People got to <laughs> retrain the brain. You know, I, I've done a lot of research these last three years and figuring things out and reading books. Lost art of reading books again. You know, I hadn't done that. Yeah. For time. Heck yeah! And I was, I was back to the. It's like it's really it's more relatable than to go. Like I said, most movies that are coming out nowadays, you really it's hard to relate to them because they, there's no more heroes anymore, right? All of our heroes are kind of – we don't have like the Arnold or the Bruce Willis's of our time anymore because they kind of killed them all off. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point, man. There aren't really those kind of hero types that then, that, that like our older generation people are, are like, like we're used to that kind of stuff in Hollywood like having heroes and all that stuff. And no, like, no, I, I don't yeah. know. Man. Even the writers are on strike in Hollywood. Like that place is ridiculous. I don't know. Yeah. They're probably because they're probably being forced to write crap. <laughs> you know, I'm probably going on strike too. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, another thing is our, one of our classmates was saying that like, uh, for people like us, these are the independent artist type. We're we're trying to build our own business, and we're trying to spend most of our day, you know, getting our own type of currency and our own type of uh, resources in. So that takes up a lot of our time. It's well, like one of our classmates is saying, the only time he gets to consume media is like when he's yeah, like he's in the shower or doing dishes or something like that. Because you know, I'm sure he's like an independent artist where he's trying to build his own thing you know stop right. other people stop getting other people rich and just getting a you know a daily paycheck <laughs> right right that's what that's what you know most of the corporations we were talking about this uh last night during our little video chat is most corporations you're just getting other people somebody else rich and then you get like a small chunk of it right oh i know it dude it's so sick to, yeah that. Or if you or if you want to move up, you need to like trample all over everybody and kind of literally control them. Yeah, they <laughs> want to be social engineer that con you know that conflicting style, adversarial style, survival, the fittest, beat your competition. It's all part of yeah. the subliminal programming. They want to keep that keeps in a low yeah. consciousness state instead of being more positive and communicating, learning to communicate well and work work with people positively with voluntary agreements instead of crush mm -hmm. the competition, destroy them. <laughs> that's how it is too man like i i've been in uh food the food service since i was like uh, since i was 17 i've been in kitchens and that's the mentality of most people and i've i've also worked jobs like roofing and uh, i've i was a subcontractor for the city marking uh electric meters and gas meters and that's that's really the consciousness of most of most yeah. coworkers. most people have that consciousness. it's just like well, it's, it's part so of depression. School system teaches you there's no no positive or no point to life. There's no God created you with any kind of purpose. Mm -hmm. Survival the fittest. We all evolved and just keep that up. That's that's wonderful stuff, right? 
<laughs> yeah. <Very> colorful. <laughs> it's not dark at all. Like <laughs> Oh no, not at all. <laughs> Man. So do you, Matt, do you have like how many subs do you have or viewers? I'm just curious. Um well I mean it it, it says like the Spotify I mean it really just says the, the like the amount of plays and then like you get like a cent per play and then uh huh. Oh, I don't so know. It's, 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 you get one cent per play. Yeah. So yeah. So a hundred is a dollar, basically. Yeah. So. Oh. Okay. Um, wow. But I mean, I mean, as far as like, I mean, it. I had there are analytics and it shows a bunch of stuff, but really, just like like Spotify numbers show up, and uh, I don't know. Right now, it says I'm at like 114 Spotify listeners right for Jen that's just oh, for wow that's just for spotify but then like uh um like that it like as you grow your podcast like other play like at, when i first started like apple music or apple podcast picked it up and then like google podcast it's just like more and more platforms pick it up like I, at least, that's at least how anchor that's so cool or anchor or spotify i guess it's called spotify for podcasters now but that's at least how this one works. So I don't know about other platforms. Right. But yeah. Kind of like, yeah. it's like yeah, how noticed, Spotify. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, when I do a Substack, I notice it appears in Google searches pretty quick. So yeah, there's algorithms oh. that will pick up your podcasts and whatnot. You know? Yeah, um, you're right. You're right about the Google searches. It, it'll come right up. Yeah. So that, that's true. That That is cool. So, and, and I even like on Spotify after like, um, like it gives you, it gave me like the countries that it made it to, and there it made it to like fifteen countries like like last year. So you hmm. you really you really can be heard. Like there's wow. people there. There was even a guy on here from London. I I have no idea what even happened to that guy because he would always send messages and then he just like fell off the face of the earth. But his story's on here too. It's pretty nuts. But like. Uh, yeah, it, it can really reach like other countries and shit too. It's really crazy. That's so cool. Yeah, you, you, you got to start somewhere and just build your audience. That's what's so important. And I was gonna say, uh, we were before you jumped in, Dennis. I was talking about how Jamie Kennedy kind of he started from the bottom, and uh, he went. He just started started his own TV show, and then eventually he got a contract with MTV, and then he got on Scream. And it was kind of like how uh, Joe Rogan started on YouTube when he started getting millions of followers. And then Spotify was kind of like, hey, we'll give you a contract. We'll, uh, <laughs> how much money right. are you making over at YouTube? How much are they paying you over there? We can pay you more. <laughs> so can I just download off of Spotify this and put this on my uh, Facebook later, Matt? Or, or do you send it to me? Or um, Yeah, I could probably just send it to you or, or Henry could. But one, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll make sure to get it to you for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I put yeah, stuff I'll, like I'll, this on my Facebook. A lot of people seem to like it, so that's cool. Oh yeah, got to get that crowd, that cross platform. Too. Yeah, it's all about the cross promotion. Heck yeah! <laughs> Substack is actually built in with the podcast, or your voice to do a podcast right in Substack, so you can write and do a podcast. Oh. Oh wow! I'm gonna sign up for that for sure. I, I wonder if I could link even some of this there. Mm -hmm. You never know. You never know. So I don't know, but I'm just saying. Um, yeah, maybe. 
Wow. Maybe let's uh let's start bringing MySpace back. I wonder if they have a podcast. Oh man, I I miss MySpace. <laughs> I, I was popular on MySpace. Yeah, that was I I miss it too. It was awesome. It, it was much, it had more fun on MySpace than I did Facebook. Dude, I agree. And like I swear to God, like MySpace times it didn't get all like political or like right. weird and crazy like Facebook got. I don't know. That's that's a good point. I never thought about that. Well, I think no, you're right. the, the people who run Facebook probably, you know, they probably want, they probably steer it into that political direction. You know what I mean? You oh, know, yeah. The, divide and conquer, keep the people arguing with each other. Of course. Of course. And it, <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe how well the divide and conquer thing works, like, especially in this country alone. Like, everybody just Man. hates each other. It's just crazy. If it's not politics, it's something else but it's just like people just don't like each other anymore it's crazy yeah, yeah I've, I've lost friendships by calling elon musk a satanist so I, <laughs> I was like lifetime friendships too not just like well he's an admitted uh transhumanist against change humanity right trans trans means change change humanity so he's against okay. humanity. He's against humanity. And isn't Satan supposed to be against humanity? So by his own admission, Elon Musk, yeah, is a Satanist. Yeah, he is. Wow. I never thought of it like that. That's like a very simple way of looking at it. That's some That's good what insight he says. there, Dennis. He's open about that. So wow. come to any other conclusion. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Holy crap. Well, I think I'm probably going to have to take the dogs here soon. And I got to take a leak myself. So okay. I <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we can we can end it, man. That's cool. It's, I, this went really well, to be honest. I I really liked it. It was fun. I hope you guys had fun too. But it was yeah. it was it was good. Well, I wanted to ask him at. Uh, have you heard? Because I, I mentioned this to Henry. He knows about Cordal Network. Have you heard of that? I like to promote it. Put a plug in it for it if I can. Do you know about it? Yeah, no. Go for it. I honestly, yeah. I let me know what it is too. But I go ahead and plug it too for sure. Yeah. It's an uh, upcoming platform that didn't work for 10 years. It's an internet infrastructure replacement platform. Everything you can do through a browser, they can do on their own internet, their own intranet on the internet. Hmm. So they're, they're dependent on the connectivity of the internet right now, but they're working on mesh networks. So that's like long range wireless technology. You won't even need internet at some point on this. They got a browser. You can buy it. In there, you own it for life. It's not like uh, for one dollar, you know, own it for life. Whereas you pay for domains on the internet and you have to renew it every year. You're basically renting there, right? Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. And because it's totally decentralized, you can't censor it. It's built to be uncensorable. Nobody owns it. There's no CEO. You can't you can't sue the CEO and shut him down? <laughs> it's free software. You can go to cordal.org and get it for free. It's just like portal, but Q. Turn the P around, make it a Q. Portal.org. Gotcha. Nice. Free software, free, free browse. Everything in there is open source, free free browser, domains for life. And because it's decentralized, you share your files on people who voluntarily share their hardware, some of their hardware space to store your files. So they're distributed, bits of your files all over the network. So they, they can't, it's impossible to censor. You can't reconstruct a video that the government wants to censor because it's shed on split on thousands of computers. <laughs> wow. And it's that all is free. awesome. It can replace the entire internet. If everyone started using Cordal tomorrow, uh the, the globalists would lose trillions of dollars. 
Holy cow. That sounds awesome to me. So uh, <laughs> it's a plug there for people. If you want freedom, tech freedom, use it. It's all free, man. Wow. Heck yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah, I, lo I love – that's one of my favorite parts of the class is that we're really using the technology to to get our power back. It's <laughs> it's very inspiring. Yep. Heck yeah. Oh, yep, here's squirt, the squirt dogs coming up and sniffing me. <laughs> Dang. So uh, what's work like for the rest of the week, Matt? I don't know. I work tomorrow, then I'm off Tuesday, then I work a bunch of days. Oh, dang. That's intense. <laughs> it's whatever, man. Ooh yeah, I think I'm kind of, uh, kind of, kind of a little out of ideas. That's cool. That's fine. Heck yeah, man! Thanks, Dennis. You just you dropped a bunch of knowledge on us this episode. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was great. That was awesome. This is like gonna. This is one of the ones I'm gonna have to go back and like re-listen to a couple times. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of knowledge in a little over an hour, so that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, have you, you do this every every week? Yeah, I mean Henry and I've been doing it every Sunday. Yeah, he's kind of like my mm -hmm. Sunday night sidekick. So yeah. Oh yeah, well, Sunday night guy. guy. Yeah. Sundays, I'm I'm usually off available, so we, yeah, we can make this regular thing. It's cool. Thanks for that's having awesome. Me that's that's great. Glad, glad. Yeah, that that that'd be. Yeah, that's great. Heck yeah, that is great. And then in case uh, if I'm like too tired or something, like I have. That there was a one Sunday where I was too tired. If 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 I have to bow out, you know, you guys can still go strong. That's awesome. That's that's true. That's a good point too. Yeah, cool. Um, I think uh, I think you guys should get connected on Facebook. That way, you could just directly send him a link, and I won't have to like copy and paste it and do all this. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, find me on Facebook too. We all need to get together. On that. Let me take a look right now. On air host for introspection at Skydoor Network. I've never heard of that. Uh, <laughs> Matt? No. Nope. Okay. That's not you. All right. Oh, there's probably a lot of Matt Bennett's actually now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a common name. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll search for Henry. What's your last name, or how do I search? Oh, my uh, my last name to spell it. It's N E T T R O U R. Oops, N E T T R O U R. And then I have a picture. I'm wearing a statism shirt with a couple dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Beat heck yeah, that's one of my favorite shirts. But I've I've worn it to so many punk rock shows that I, it's kind of fading away. <laughs> as long as you still experience the stars as something above you, you lack the eye of knowledge. Yep. Cool. Add you as a friend right now. There you go. Awesome. All oh, right. Can't so... Send requests. Looks like you do may not know the person. Well, it's not allowing me to send a friend request. Whoa, that's interesting. How, how would I 
Hmm. I just sent you an instant message. Now maybe it'll say think we're friends. I mean, now I'll click add friend. That'll that'll help. Nope, didn't work. Didn't work. Uh shoot. I don't even know how I would like change that. <laughs> Contact YouTube maybe? I don't I don't know. Hmm. Wow, that's bizarre. Oh, I found Matt here. 200 oh, followers. Drifter Diaries, a Matt Bennett story. There yeah. you go. Yeah, you found me. <laughs> so, I'm following you, and I sent you a friend request. All right, cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, if you're friends with uh, Henry, I might it might work now. Yeah, it should. You would think. There, I just sent you one, Dennis. Okay. Found you. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Squirt. Squirt. Yep. Squirt. Squirt. Dog's getting on my face. I'm gonna have to bow out, fellas. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I, th I think it's, it, this is a good time to end for tonight, anyways. So it's all good. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need to get some rest, home slice. I'll be fine, man. I get six, seven hours of sleep. I'm all right. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again for joining us, Dennis. And yeah, if it's, we'd love to have you back on if it's cool with me. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Thanks Heck for yeah. coming on and come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to learning some more stuff next week. <laughs> most definitely. Heck yeah. All right. Well, have a good night, guys. I'm out of here. All right. You guys, yeah, you guys, you guys have a good night. Right. All right. Bye. -bye. Peace. Bye.